everyone welcome or welcome back to faith as this i am athena and i will be your host for today before we begin today's episode we want all of you to sh- like this episode share it with your friends and family and in case you have not done so please subscribe to our channel do consider subscribing as that encourages us to generate more content for all of you today we are discussing one of the most important catholic teachings not only is it important but it is also a very major hurdle for all our non catholics brothers and sisters in jesus christ also this is a purely catholic teaching pertaining to our blessed mother our orthodox brothers and sisters do not share in this teaching with us I guess you must have already guessed the the topic that we are going to discuss in today's episode. We are discussing the immaculate conception. Before we start talking about it, I just want to let all of you know that today we are not going to try and prove the immaculate conception. While proving the immaculate conception is a very important topic, it is definitely a topic for another day. For today, we are only going to discuss whether the immaculate conception directly contradicts the bible or it does not why is this important because in case you guys are trying to prove the immaculate conception and let's say you put forward a really strong case a non catholics brothers and sisters in jesus christ are not going to buy it because in their minds they think that the immaculate conception directly defies the the bible that it contradicts the bible so without further ado let us see if there are any verses in the bible that contradict the immaculate conception yeah but before that we are going to define the immaculate conception so on 8th december 1854 pope pius the 9th announced ex cathedra that the blessed virgin mary in the first instance of her conception by a singular privilege and grace granted by god in the view of the merits of jesus christ the savior of human race was preserved extant from all stain of original sin this is the definition of the immaculate conception it means that mother mary when she was conceived in the womb of saint anne she was conceived without original sin she did not inherit original sin so let me also talk about original sin the catholic encyclopedia describes original sin like this original sin may be taken to mean the sin that adam and eve committed a consequence of this first sin the hereditary stain with which all of us are born of our account or descent from adam it is the sin that we inherit from adam and eve we as human beings we are born into sin our nature in itself is sinful this is the meaning of original sin and the immaculate conception the dogma of the immaculate conception states that mother mary was exempt she was free of original sin so while denying this particular dogma yes it's a dogma for us catholics which means we have to believe it we do not have the option of rejecting it so while denying it 
non catholics they generally uh, they put forward two very popular bible verses and while researching about this i came for came across a third bible verse that someone had stated uh, which is not very popular among non catholics but today we are going to take a look at all three of them so the first one that we are going to discuss is from luke chapter 2 verses 22 to 24 it reads when the time came for the purification rites required by the law of moses joseph and mary took him to jerusalem to present him to the lord as it is written in the law of the lord every first born male is to be consecrated to the lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the lord a pair of doves or two young pigeons so what is the case that they are stating over here to deny the immaculate conception they are saying that because mother mary offered the sacrifice in the temple it means that she was stained with original sin she was stained with sin not original sin just sin because she had to offer a sacrifice for cleansing but here's the thing uh, this particular law that mother mary is keeping that was given by moses it is stated leviticus chapter 12 so if you go through leviticus chapter 12 you see that a woman had to offer a sacrifice after childbirth and especially if it was a male child she had to offer the sacrifice for purification now the reason a woman had to purify herself because of a her bodily discharge after childbirth she was considered unclean this is in accordance to the law of moses why uh, as catholics we do not keep this law anymore any woman or man with a bodily discharge is not considered unclean we will definitely discuss that some other time uh, but mother mary had to keep this now we can see over here that she was doing so in keeping the law of moses like jesus he submitted to the baptism of saint john the baptist for the sake of righteousness Mother Mary was also doing the same thing. She was being obedient to the law of Moses. This is not for any personal sin that she has committed. This is rather for cleanliness from the bodily discharge that she was undergoing after giving birth to child Jesus. So that is why this is not something that directly says that Mother Mary had committed sin. This is not a verse that can be stated to deny the immaculate conception. Now let us look at the second verse. This is slightly more popular than the first one. So this is taken from Luke chapter one verses forty six. It is from the Magnificat that Mother Mary sings. She says, "My soul rejoices in God, my Savior." So what are our non-Catholic non-Catholic brothers and sisters trying to say while uh, pointing out this verse? so they say that mother mary calls god her savior so that means that mother mary needed god to save her from the sins that she had committed now as catholics by definition of the immaculate conception we still agree that mother mary did need a savior but we are not saying that mother mary needed a savior to save her from the sins that she had committed she rather needed a savior to save her from committing sin in the first place so it's like this suppose i am walking down a road and there's a ditch in the, in the middle of the road and i am not aware of it yet so there are two ways a person can save me 
from this ditch so one will be to inform me in advance that there is a ditch in the middle of this road please take another road so that person would still have saved me from that ditch and the second one is that if i fall into the ditch someone can obviously come and pull me out so for for while we take this as an analogy for our sin all of us human beings we are already in the ditch and we need jesus to pull us out but mother mary she never fell into the ditch and it is god the triune god who kept her from falling into that ditch so when mother mary says that jesus that god is her savior she means that god has saved her from committing any sin and also the if you read this verse explicitly there is no there's nothing in this verse that explicitly points that mother mary either she had an original sin or that she ever committed sin in the first place this is just an interpretation of these this verse that non catholics offer to deny the immaculate conception we need to show to them that this is not a verse that can directly be uh, quoted to uh, to say that the immaculate conception is not true because we catholics we interpret this verse in a different way now finally we come to the third and the most popular verse that non catholic cite to prove that the immaculate conception is not true Uh, so this particular verse is taken from Romans chapter three. It says, "For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God." So yes, everyone has sinned and everyone has fallen short of the glory of God, and everyone includes Mother Mary. So this is the most popular verse. But stay with me for a while. Let's see what this verse is saying. for all have committed sin i'm adding the word committed but you can understand how this is supposed to be taken for all have committed sin and fallen short of the glory of god firstly this is not talking about original sin in any manner it is talking about sins that have been committed by people those will be personal sin this by, by no manner does this verse uh, in in any manner say that every human being without exception is conceived in original sin no it does not say that neither does this explicitly say that mother mary committed sin it's just stating a generic rule it so the bible does this many times it states a general rule a rule that is generally applicable to everyone without stating the exception I'll give you another example. You see in Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27, Saint Paul says, "It is appointed for all men to die once and face judgment." One more time, like in Romans chapter 3, Saint Paul is giving a general rule. But you see, for all have died once, uh, for it is appointed for all men to die once. This is not applicable to Lazarus and the other people that Jesus raised from the dead. and we know in the bible that multiple people have been raised from the dead even in the old testament elijah and elisha they raised people from the dead and jesus does it in the new testament but in hebrews chapter 9 verse 27 saint paul is not giving us the ex- exception to the rule but still we can interpret we it's absolutely understandable and we can know from very well from the interpretation 
that this is a general rule and exceptions obviously do not override the general rule so what is stopping you all from applying the same rules to romans chapter 3 for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god yes this is definitely true every people commit personal sin but there are multiple exceptions to this rule you see babies toddlers who die in infancy before they reach the level of judgment before they come to the age of reason children who die in infancy they are all exempted from this rule so for that reason this rule for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god this has multiple exceptions multiple billions i would say and uh, for that reason from this rule mother mary has also been exempted we as catholics know that because we believe in the dogma of the immaculate conception but even if people who do not believe in the dogma of the immaculate conception they can all agree that this general rule for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god it has multiple exemptions so one more time this particular bible verse does nothing in proving that the immaculate conception is false so with this we have discussed all three bible verses that non catholics generally quote to prove that the immaculate conception is not true and we have seen that none of that them when we interpret them properly have any ground to disapprove the immaculate conception and before we end i do want to say this one thing non catholics they generally say that when we say that mother mary was sinless we equate her to being god in by saying that mother mary is sinless we are making her god uh, but i just want to let you know that that is not the case being sinless is not the criteria for being god you see adam and eve were also created sinless and they stayed sinless in the garden of eden for a while before they all before both of them fell into sin but while they were sinless did that make them god no it did not the angels in heaven they are also sinless but are they god no of course not when all of us die and when all of our souls are taken into heaven god willing hopefully we all go to heaven we all are going to be sinless in heaven because in heaven there is no sin so will we suddenly become god no we won't because god is a being and being sinless is one of the characteristics that he possesses and that is actually something that he wanted to share with all of us he never wanted sin to enter this world it is because of our faults that sin has entered this world but even if we are sinless we are not going to be god because we are human beings we are created to be human beings and god is a godly being and no one can ever become god so mother mary is the masterpiece of god's redemption what we see in mother mary is what god wanted for all of us to be to be without sin from the moment of our conception to the end of ages to forever and ever actually and we could not do that but mother mary by her obedience to god's will she was conceived without original sin and she used her free will to cooperate with the grace of god and never committed personal sin in her entire life she could have like adam and eve they were given the grace too they were also immaculately created but they threw away that grace by committing sin 
Mother Mary did not throw away the grace that was given to her and that is why she is the masterpiece of God's redemption and all of us should try to be more like her try to be holy and pleasing to in the, in the eyes of God by cooperating with his own with the grace that he gives to all of us so with that let us end this episode and thank you guys for watching and one more time please do like share and and subscribe let us pray let's end with a hail mary hail mary full of grace the lord is with you blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb jesus holy mary mother of god pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death amen